Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. This is a really uh, exciting podcast for me. I'm, I'm stoked to do this because I've been, I had a class last week and there were some folks in there um, who come from New Spring Church. And the way that they are using Scrum, I think is really interesting. And I want to talk about that. So John Horton has taken some time out of his morning. John, thank you for being here today. No problem, Dave. Glad to be here. So John's the web director at NewSpring. Um, so before we get into the actual questions about how you guys are using Agile, could you first talk a little bit about your role, and then we can talk a little bit about NewSpring and how how your your the organization you work for is different than what a lot of people might think of when they think of a, an organization that's trying to use Agile. Sure. Um, so again, I'm John Horton, web director at NewSpring Church, and I'm responsible for uh, leading the team that develops all of our websites and apps that help run our church. And so uh, that includes anything from, you know, our website, newspring.cc, and some other sites that we run. Uh, we're building pages. We're managing the CMS that powers that. Uh, but we're also building software uh, that we would call a church management system. Uh, it's called Rock. Uh, it's very similar to a CRM, uh, perhaps like Salesforce or something like that. Uh, and it's what stores all of our data. And so we've got a, a team of developers who are actively building that uh, to make that experience better. Uh, and then we're also working on a native app platform uh, that will powers our native apps along with our web apps uh, so that we can engage people throughout the week. So we believe that uh, the experience that a person might have at our church doesn't have to just exist on a Sunday but it really can go with them Monday through Saturday as well. And so my team is responsible for actively finding new ways uh, to engage with people in our church. So this is, the, I want to just pause for a second on this because I think this is really interesting. And this isn't something that I was thinking about when we were doing the pre-interview. But um, so innovation is going to be a really big deal for you guys. Um, can you talk a little bit about how... NewSpring um, approaches the work that they do and, and why technology is such a big part of that. And so the, the folks who may be familiar with, like like I grew up in a pretty old traditional church, the idea of them building software seems ridiculous. Um, but for you guys, it's sort of part of the core mission uh, or how you're approaching the mission of what you do. Can you explain that to folks a little bit? Sure. Um, so as a church, we always strive to be relevant to the culture that we're in. And so our culture uh, is very technology driven. Um, you know, I think the stat says that in a given day, someone's on their smartphone. Uh, I believe it's anywhere from two to four hours in a given day. And I may have that number wrong. And so, but the idea is that we are actively using our smartphones all the time. We're on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat. And so that's just our culture today. And so if we as a church want to be successful, I believe, and I would say our church believes that we've got to meet people where they are. And so that's embracing technology. Uh, often, uh, someone has said recently, uh, I heard the joke that uh, if the church is embracing the technology, uh, you probably should stop investing in it because it's, you know, it's too old or it's too late to be using that. <laughs> and so uh, we really want to be on the cutting edge of how we use technology um, so that we can use it to reach people. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing, too. So in terms of the overall focus of what you guys do, it is, I mean, what, what I know of it is that it's very welcoming and open and accepting of people, like you said, meet them where they are, which I think is one of the really cool parallels to Agile there is the whole idea of Kanban, meeting people where they are, not forcing change, but 
helping people see what's going on and then figuring out how to ad- inspect and adapt to make yep. things work better for them. Um, so you guys, you and your team came to a CSM class. Um, can you talk a little bit about your use of Agile? Like where is it showing up? How are you putting it into play? Sure. Um, to tell you that answer, I need to step back just a little bit. So when I when I first came on staff, uh, we had one other person who was working on development type things, and we used a Google spreadsheet uh, to manage all of our work. There was no you know, story points or uh, managing complexity of the work. And so as our team started to grow, we realized we needed a better way to manage our process. And so we started looking into Agile, particularly Scrum, uh, for our development team. And so that's really helped us uh, to be able to really understand and quantify the work that we're doing, uh, manage the change process. Um, so we are a very fast-moving organization. Uh, we used to say all the time, New Spring is a church where change takes place. And that's very true of the work we do. And so Agile was very appealing because it provided a, a way to get things done, but still allow for change to happen on a regular basis. Cool. All right. So, so what practices have been the most valuable to you since you started using it? I would say uh, being able to really plan the work that we're doing. And, and again, this is something that you know, we're always trying to get better at. Um, but often we would get work in and we didn't have a solid process to uh, articulate what is the problem we're trying to solve? How does this help the people in our church or perhaps a ministry or a department at our church? And so planning and really having a backlog and a place where we can begin to write user stories has helped us articulate the work we need to do um, and then provide our teams a place uh, to figure out how do we need to make that work happen. And so it's still something that we're, we're learning and evolving along the way, uh, but planning was a big part. Uh, I would also say it's helped us to communicate better as a team. Um, so we've been working to intentionally allow team members to work together. And in, in the past, oh, wow, that's sometimes, great. sometimes we still struggle with this, if I'm honest, uh, where it's very easy for a developer uh, to go off into their corner and work on what they know yeah. that, you know, their sphere that they are really gifted at. And so we don't want to have just a single point of failure or a bottleneck in one person. And so I see Agile being a great way to build a team of people who can work on something together. And so that's that's been a great shift for us, although I feel like we still have a long way to go uh, to improve that. Well, I'm glad because if you didn't feel like you had a long way to go, I'd be worried, especially since you just took the class last week. Right. Um, so how do you guys prioritize work? I mean, it's I'm assuming that it's not, I mean, a traditional company, it might be like, let's look at ROI, but I'm assuming you guys have other metrics that you look at when you're trying to decide what are we going to do next? Yes, that's true. And again, this is something we're still uh, playing with, figuring out what is the best way to determine value. Okay. Um, but what we're currently leaning towards is we kind of look at, and this is recent, by the way, but we look at, you know, what's the total number of people that this thing will impact? Uh, this feature that we're building, this website that we're building. Uh, but then we're also looking at what are the ministry objectives of our church right now? Is there okay. something that you're being intentional about saying people may not be asking for this, but this is really, really important in the life cycle of our church. Uh, and then we're also looking at, um, does the things that we're building fit inside the vision of what we do as a church? 
And so if it doesn't, then, you know, we probably should devalue that. Um, and then we're also looking at, does this provide future value? So there might be something that is a very, uh, has a short-term gain, but there might be something that takes a little bit longer, but it's going to help us a year from now. And so we're always trying to balance the tension of those things. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's a guessing game. Uh, I'd like it to be more precise, but, you know, we just kind of inspect and adapt that as we go. I think everybody would like part to be more precise. So you're talking about you've got vision that you're looking at, strategy, extensibility of the things you're, you're, you're working with, and then um, how, how much interaction they're going to get. So I'm assuming that, um, that that's across all the technology platforms that you're working with, the, the amount of time people are involved with it, how many times they're touching it, that's a big thing for you guys as well on the, yes. on the back end. Okay. Um, what, so how many teams do you guys have in place right now? Uh, so on my team, we have two teams. We have a what we call a systems team, which is pretty much our uh, the team who is building new features. And okay. then we have an operations team uh, who is responsible for uh, building things within the, the products that we build, if that makes sense. Okay. And then your sprints are how long? Uh, sprints are right now the systems team is running two-week sprints. Operations is running one week. Uh, okay. But we're currently talking through, does two weeks make more sense to reduce some of the overhead and give the team more uh, leeway in doing some work? So can I ask why one week? I'm curious because that's that's not as common as two weeks. Like, What are the advantages for you guys of a one-week cycle? Right. So on our operations team, I would say they're doing something more like Scrumbon. Okay. Uh, we started out with a Kanban approach but realized that because it's still development-type work, uh, that we needed a little bit of structure that Scrum provides. Uh, we started with one week because that team, by nature, has a lot of incoming requests that you know we can't really anticipate or plan for. Okay. And so, to some extent, they've got to be a little bit re- more reactive than yeah. our feature team. And so that's that's helped us. Um, but we're again looking into how two weeks could could be beneficial to us. Okay. Um, so, and you guys have been using it how long? How many months? Uh, we've been. We started researching Agile at the beginning of 2015. Oh, so it's been a while then. Okay. Yeah, we just, we kind of did it on our own and I bought a essential scrum book and started reading this. Okay, you bought Kenny's book. It's a great book. I did. It's an awesome book. I just was, you know, I thought everyone else would be as excited about it as I was. And (laughs) I was a little sad to learn they weren't. So it takes a while. uh, (laughs) It does. And that's why recently we said, okay, we want, we don't want to, we want to do this right, so yeah. let's go through training, let's educate the team, the scrum masters, the product owners, uh, so that we're not just you know implementing partial things here and there. Yeah, well, I think that's great. Now, are there any traditional practices that you guys have kind of brought along that you find are necessary in your practice of scrum or scrum bond? You mean compared to say, like waterfall? Yeah, like some waterfall stuff. Any, anything that you that you brought along that you thought was important? There are things, I don't know if this, you know, directly relates to Waterfall, but there's uh, this idea of a discovery meeting that we have um, that we've kind of done along the way to capture, you know, what is it that someone, what feature are they wanting us to build? And so uh, Scrum doesn't really prescribe a set place to do that outside of perhaps the sprint review meeting, uh, like at the end of it. Um, and so we go through and are trying to figure out what's the, the best way to do it. So we'll, we'll have a meeting with a particular uh, department at our church and start to talk through, 
ideas that they have or something that, you know, is coming up in the future, perhaps a change in strategy. And we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, you know, where does this fit in terms of priority in the backlog? So again, I don't know if that's traditional waterfall. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great, a great example. Whether it's traditional or not, doesn't matter so much as it's something that you guys have inspected and adapted and found that you needed to include. And that's kind of what I was trying to, to get to. Um, what about challenges? Have there been specific things that were really difficult for you guys? Um, I think what's been maybe the, I don't, I, w- I won't say the largest challenge, but just challenging uh, is uh, initially in the early, you know, phase of our team, we are very deadline driven. Okay. And so I think we've gotten, we've shifted away from that over the past five years. Um, but that's still kind of that nature still kind of exists in our organization where, you know, people want to know when, when can they expect this thing to be finished? Yeah. And Scrum doesn't, you don't set deadlines in that. You get the team to commit to the work that they can do. And then, you know, as you're looking back at their velocity, you can kind of figure out a range, like a high and a low of when to expect something to be completed. But that's just been challenging because normally people don't think that way. Yeah. And so it's very challenging to help people understand why you can't just set a deadline for really complex work. Okay. And we're constantly having conversations around that. I think as an organization, we're at a better understanding, you know, across our departments. Um, but it's something we're always trying to uh, just help educate people on. Okay. Now, has, has the use of agile practices spread beyond the technology group? Right now, I would say no. Okay. Uh, there hasn't been an intentional, you know, effort to get everyone else on board. Um, Perhaps, you know, my goal is as we've gone through Scrum Master training and as we uh, really get our team to embrace more of these uh, values, yeah. that we can start to bring in other teams and help them see how this can uh, benefit the, the work that they do. Okay. So we're, we're currently in the, in the phases of talking through that with people, um, but we're very much in the beginning. Okay, cool. And, then, and th- I guess the last question I want to ask you is, um, what advice do you have for other um, churches or religious organizations that are considering? I, actually, I, before I ask that question, do you think there's a difference between applying agile practices in a religious organization and a non-religious organization? I mean, honestly, there might be some some like high-level differences, like the ROI thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, we're not out to just make money, but our value isn't necessarily money, but it's something different. But the, the ideas are the same. Okay. Um, we want to provide value to our users. And so on the surface, I would say no. Okay. Um, for us, you know, our, our vision may be different than a traditional company, but we still have a vision and a direction that we're trying to uh, head in. And so Agile really helps us as a church accomplish that as we build things that our people value the same way that a traditional business might build features that their people value that help their bottom line. So I'd say no. I really like the way that you said that Agile helps you accomplish that because I think a lot of organizations go after Agile um, for the sake of Agile, which usually indicates they don't totally understand it. Right. But it is just an approach that helps you execute something that you're trying to get done, which is that's what it's helping you guys do. Um, right. Do you have advice for any, let's say it is somebody at a religious organization that is interested in trying this out and is going to have to figure out how to talk people into it, 
um, and get permission to do some of these experiments. Do you have any advice for them? I would say make sure you understand some of the core concepts around Agile and help to cast vision around why you're doing it and how it's going to bring value to the organization and try to focus less on the the practices that Agile brings or Scrum may bring, whatever that implementation is. Right. Because I think it's very easy to focus on like, well, we have to do daily Scrum, we have to do sprint review, we have to do retro. Um, and if, if that's the way that you lead into that and you don't give pe- people a clear picture on how this is going to help, yeah. uh, then it's going to be much more difficult to get buy-in. And that's something I've learned from, from experience, you know. You know, we went into this thinking, you know, we need to change our process. Our current process sucks and found out that probably wasn't the best way to do that. (laughs) You and half the planet. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's easy to get kind of mesmerized by the the rituals when it's the outcome and and it's what is it going to do for your organization overall that's the main reason that you would go after the change. Right. And it's hard, too, as you get as you get into this. Uh, especially early on, I think, yeah. um, because the rituals are really easy to control and kind of define. Um, but that's not, that's like kind of at odds with agile in general. So it's this constant tension that I, I have to fight. Um, so I'd encourage others to kind of, you know, at least be aware of that as well. I think that's really interesting too. And that's not something that I'd thought about before. Like when you take all the stuff that you're used to controlling away, People just want any morsel that lets them feel like they understand it. And being somebody who's in a position to maybe run a meeting, um, that can be very mesmerizing, <laughs> very right. attractive. So this was great, man. Thank you a lot for, for taking time out. I really appreciate this, and I'm excited about the story. So this is going to go up not just on the Leading Agile site, but a couple other sites as well. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, um, they can obviously go to newspring.cc, but if they want to reach out to you directly, is there a way for them to do that? Um, best way is probably Twitter. Uh, okay. you can reach me at, it's at John Horton, J O N H O R T O N. No H in that. Um, uh, or, you know, if you get on our, I, I don't think my uh, email address is listed on the site, but if you hit me up on Twitter, I'm happy to send you my email address and start a conversation. Cool. All right. And I'll make sure to include that uh, in the show notes as well, man. Thank you very much for this. I really appreciate it. And good luck with getting it spread around the rest of the organization. Awesome. I appreciate the opportunity, Dave. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.